I started a message where I've been on a theme about God wanting to restore and to build his house, that's you and I and us, his way during these days. And he's restoring these things. And I want to talk about the, the gospel covenant today. That's, what, that's why I think the, the whole theme of even this morning in our parsha was just, it's all about covenant, but yet we don't really understand a whole lot about covenant. Let me just ask a question. And feel free to answer. You can just yell it out boldly, confidently. What is, and there's no wrong answers here, okay, just in case. What does covenant mean to you? Obedience. Obedience. Okay, that's good. An agreement. agreement. All of this is good. What else? Commitment. Commitment. Ooh, yeah, that's good. Perfect love. That's good. Blood, yeah. Blood, yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk about that today. That's so good, so good. Because covenant involves blood. Amen. Anybody else? Never-ending relationship through thick and thin. Covenant. Unfortunately, we're in a culture now that really doesn't walk in covenant very much, does it? Not really. And you know, I was looking through the scriptures and I've and, and this is interesting because this has become such a, um, a Western thing, an Americanized thing. When, when you want to lead somebody to the Lord, we invite them to accept Jesus into their heart. Except I looked at the scriptures and Yeshua never invited people to accept him in their hearts. It may come as a surprise to some of you. He never invited people to accept him in their hearts. You see, what's... <clears throat> In some ways, it's, it's, it's true, but, but it's, it's too easy-peasy in a way. And it's become too cliche. You know, say these words and everything will be fine. Say these words and you're in. Say these words and you're in the club. And it's not like that at all. Because we've lost the sense of what covenant is when we say yes to him. We've kind of lost the, the, the understanding of what covenant really is. It's such a misunderstanding of covenant. The covenant aspect of the gospel is what we want to talk about today. But what Yeshua did do is he preached, he called people to repentance. He called people to teshuvah, to shuv, to shuv, to turn. And he made them disciples. That's what the gospel covenant message is all about. It's called to repentance, and it's not just a one-time thing. Well, I repented September 17, 1979. Bless God. I joined the club. Repentance is an ongoing turning from the things that have held us and coming into a new life. You see, what Yeshua said, his first words when he began his ministry was, the time has come. God's kingdom is near. Turn to God, teshuv, from your sins and believe the good news. And we've even intellectualized believe. And I'm going to talk about that too. What does believe mean? Believe the good news. It's more than just, yeah, 
Yeshua died for my sins. Hallelujah. It's more than that. It's more than that. I wanted to talk about that. What is discipleship? Thoughts on what discipleship is. He came and he's called us to, he's called us to make disciples, to be disciples. What is discipleship? Real short answers. To be like him, to look like Yeshua. It's also obedience. It's all of these things. But it's understanding that we've entered into a covenant. See, he accepts us. It's not about me accepting him. He accepts us. And we forsake all others and everything else. That is huge. You see, that's what he calls us to do. That's what Teshuvah is all about, is, is he accepts us, but we forsake all others and everything else. What does that look like? Turn to Matthew chapter 16, starting in verse 24. Words of Yeshua, Yeshua said to his disciples, if anyone wants to follow after me, that's discipleship. How many want to be disciples? Three, four, five. He must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. You want to do things the way you want to do things, you will lose eternal life. You will not experience the life that he wants us to live when you hold on to the things that are dear to you. He's calling us to leave those things, forsake those things. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life, when you lose those things, when you crucify those things, we experience him in the fullness of who he is. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world but forfeits his soul? Too many people out there going after this, going after that, going after power, going after money, going after fame, and they're forfeiting their very souls. Or what will a man ex give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man is about to come in the glory of his Father with his angels. And I'm saying this because I'm believing this. The Son of Man is about to come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will repay everyone according to his deeds. Whoa, that should make us stop and think. Amen. I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Who do you think he was talking to? Who was there? Talking about John, talking about... I wonder if Stephen was there that day, you know? See, it's not about us accepting Yeshua on our terms. I thought it was when I first came, had an encounter with the Lord, and I knew I had to make a decision, and I did. But I went to the Lord, and I said, Lord... I know you're real. You showed it to me. You've heard some of you, many of you heard my testimony. But I said, but I, here, I'll make a deal with you. God, I will give you Monday through Thursday and Sunday. I'll give you that because I was a Sunday churchgoer at the time. Monday through Thursday and Sunday, but Fridays nights and Saturdays is mine. Remember that? I made that bargain. I literally did. I said, but I was sincere. And that lasted for about a week. 
And then I realized there was something that I needed. There was many things that I needed to get rid of. And God showed me that when I gave those things up, and there was a biggie in my life, the drugs and all of that, and, he, and I couldn't stop. And that's why I made the bargain, because I thought, no, this is something that I'm, this is mine. I'm, this, is, this, is, this is something I can't give up. I'll give you everything else, Lord, but I won't give you this. But he showed himself faithful in that area. And if he showed me in that area, he can show you in every area in your life. You trust him. You give that up. You die to that thing. And God will show that he is more than able. You can't stop it. You can't end it. But he can. He can deliver because that's who he is. That's, that's who he is. Another scripture in, in Luke chapter 14. Yeshua, again, says, now great crowds were traveling. Yeshua, it's in Luke 14, verse 25. And great crowds were traveling with Yeshua. See, they, he was doing miracles, and, and he was speaking words of wisdom, and people were going, I need to listen to this. What? What is going on here? Who is this man? Who is this, this man from the Galilee? So they were following him, and he, and he turned and he said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not have his own, and does not hate his own father, his mother, his wife, his children, his brothers and sisters, and yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciples. Do you think that maybe caught him and go, Whoa, what is he talking about? And see, we have an understanding of hate. I hate this. I hate that. I hate him. I hate her. But what he's talking about is not actual having a hate towards somebody, but that the love for him would be far greater than anybody else, including our own life. That's what he's talking about there. But I would imagine they stop and go, wow, this is radical. This is too radical for me. And many of them actually stopped following him because he was calling them to that point of covenant making with him. That's what the gospel is all about. And in a lot of ways, I think today the church, the ecclesia, the Western church especially, has lost that sense of, hey, if you want to follow Yeshua, it's going to cost you everything. I think the people in Afghanistan are learning that today. Do you? There is a body. There is a body of Christians in Afghanistan, and they are laying their lives down. I've heard anecdotal evidence that they, they've, they've been killed. They've become martyrs. They understand. I've been in other countries. I've been in Syria. I've been in places in the Middle East. I've been in places in Southeast Asia where believers understand. I've been in Vietnam. They understand the cost of this covenantal gospel that we so freely, oh, yeah, I can be, Yeshua accepts me just as I am, and he does. But with the, the covenant relationship that, you know what, he's going to, He's going to prune some things, and we're going to die to some things. See, we've kind of lost that in our Western culture. Lord, help us. Lord, Lord, invade, invade, invade our congregations and churches with the gospel of the kingdom. That's what Yeshua preached. It wasn't just say these words and you're born again. I encourage you, yes, be born again, but... That's just, the, that's just the beginning. And get, get rid of all these crazy things that so entangle us. we got to get rid of that. You know, we can't expect the, the world to turn to Shuvah, to Yeshua, unless we in the body don't to Shuvah first. Amen? So these words that Yeshua is speaking, 
it should make us stop and think about what he is requiring of us to be his disciples. You see, we need to take what Yeshua preached and taught seriously. You know, the epistles, Yeshua's Sermon from the Mount, the Torah from the Mount, they talk about these things, how to live a new covenant lifestyle. We've made it so simple. We have, we, we've cheapened the message of the gospel. And I'm not, I don't want to lay it heavy on us, but think about it. Just say these words and you'll be in the club. It's basically what we say too many times. And yet Yeshua is saying, no, you need to pick up the cross daily and follow me, follow after me. If you don't hate your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, and even your own life, you can't love me. You can't follow me. These are hard words. These are the words. This is the gospel. This is the gospel. And it is good news. The grace, there is grace. Grace is a free gift. I'm not saying you have to do these things to get grace. Grace is a free gift. But he also calls us, because of his grace, to enter covenant freely. See, grace is a free gift, but he's inviting us to enter covenant freely with him. But he doesn't just say that. He's saying, I want you to enter into this covenant. But yes, it is a covenant that you will die from these things. I want you to die. Cut yourself off. Crucify these things that have held you in bondage for too long. But you will experience so much more life when you come to me and when you forsake those things. See, entering into this covenant is symbolized. That's why, why Shaul, Rav Shaul, talks about in Romans, all through Romans, but especially in Romans chapter 6, verse 3. says, do you not know that all of us who are immersed into Messiah, Yeshua, were immersed into his death? Talking about baptism. And, and you could take it just, well, you know, it's not just water baptism. Yes, that's the symbol of it. But it's being immersed into that, the waters of death. Those who immersed into Messiah, you were immersed into his death. And yet I have no nail scars on my hands or my feet. I am co-crucified. I don't know if you've ever heard that term or if you have a problem with that. But basically, when Yeshua went into that grave, I went in with him. That's what that means. When Yeshua was crucified, I was crucified. When he came out of the Lord, therefore, we were buried together with him through immersion into death. His death was a substitution for the death that I deserved. In order, it goes on to say, in order that just as Messiah was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, was he raised from the dead? Did anybody see it or was it just kind of a rumor? He was raised from the dead. Three days being in the tomb, he was raised from the dead to the glory, by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. So when we come out of those waters of immersion, we are walking in new life. That's what that baptism, that's what it symbolizes. But it also means that this is an ongoing process of death in life. Death, we die to that, but his grace is sufficient. His grace is more than sufficient for everything that I need. You see, when I am immersed in him, I am dead to the world. And the world is dead to me. That's because it was dead to Yeshua. And guess what? Yeshua is living in me. The world is dead to me. And I am dead to the, to the world. 
Am I dead to the world? Ask yourself. Or does there still, and come on, all of us have to say, yeah, there's still a draw. There's still a draw. Is it still yanking your chain? Is the world still yanking your chain? Anybody? Raise your hand if there it is. Okay. I got you. I got you on camera now. No, I'm just... That's why it's an ongoing lifestyle, this gospel that we're called to live in. I want us to do something. I want us to, we're going to put two, two scriptures up here. Deuteronomy 6, which we all know, and we say this every, every week, in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5, in Yeshua's words in Matthew 6, 16, 24. In Deuteronomy 6, 5, it says, Love Adonai your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. We know that. We say that. And we want to do that. Amen? And Yeshua says, if anyone wants to follow after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. You can see how they're connected together. In order to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, we have to pick up our cross daily and deny ourselves. See, the heart is deceitful. But yet, he's given us a new heart. He lives in us. But I could still walk according to the way I want to walk. How many know that to be true? I could still walk the way I want to walk. You see, we in the Western world, to believe, we use that a lot. I believe in this. I believe in that. To believe is not just accept Jesus Yeshua as my personal Savior, or agree that he is the Son of God. It's more than that. Romans 10 gives us an idea of what it means to believe, to truly believe in our heart. Romans 10, verse 9. For if you confess, I'm giving you a lot of scriptures today, but I think it's important. Trust the scriptures more than me, okay? Romans 10, verse 9. For if you confess with your mouth that Yeshua is Lord, and believe in your heart, not just here. See, I think too many people, they have an intellectual belief in who Yeshua is, who Jesus is. They have an intellectual understanding of God as love. But he says, believe from the heart. It's if you, if that you if believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, it is believed for righteousness. And I like what the, the complete Jewish Bible says, that verse. It says, for with the heart, one goes on trusting and thus continues towards righteousness. You notice the difference? One is you believe for righteousness. The other one is you keep on trusting and you heading towards righteousness. One is more of a, uh, of a um, as, as David Stearns in the CJB and the complete Jewish, for what the heart one goes on trusting, it's an ongoing trust, an ongoing trust that continues towards righteousness. We're not there in some way. Yes, we're saved and we're seated with him in heavenly places immediately automatically when I give my heart to the Lord. But we're also still working out our salvation. We're still working out that righteousness. We're righteous. We're the righteousness of God, but I'm working towards that righteousness. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? It's kind of quiet in here. I mean, sometimes I get a little nervous if it's too quiet. 
to believe in the heart. It's from our true inner being, the deepest part of who we are. That's what the heart is, the deepest part of who we are. I've changed my thinking all the time. But the deepest part of who we are, Romans 4, I mean, Proverbs 4.23 says, guard your heart. Guard your heart. This is, and, it, and it's, there's many scriptures talk about, guard your heart diligently, for from it flow the springs of life. Our source of life. The heart is our source of life. And we're commanded to, number one, love God, love God with all of our heart. Watch over it. That's what Proverbs says. Watch over it. What does that mean? It means guard what you bring in. Guard what you allow in. You are charged with guarding the heart. Just like a watchman on the wall, looking out what's out there. You allow things in, things go out. Number three, don't harden it. How do you harden your heart? How do we harden our hearts? Losing hope? Yeah. That, that, that'll be a loose, you know, that, that's, that'll harden our hearts. Yeah, what else? You were going to say something? Pardon? Unforgiveness, that's a biggie. Yeah. You know, becoming callous, you know, seeing something and you do that enough and pretty soon your heart becomes hard towards the poor. We can harden our hearts and God wants our hearts to be pliable. So guard your hearts the wellspring of life. And covenant is a heart matter. It's not an intellectual matter. It's a heart matter. Yeah, Jared. Speak out loudly so we can pick it up. I don't want to walk over there. Understanding my heart was directly tied to my, my desire. So uh, if you recognize your desires are not appropriate, then Asking the Lord for the appropriate desire is the first blessing. Uh, then, then you pursue fulfilling that desire. Amen. You can ask God for his desires. You know, because we all have worldly desires. And you know that they're inappropriate. But ask for his desires. And like I said, covenant is a heart matter. It's just like, you know... <laughs> Marrying, marriage, it's a heart matter. It's not just, well, I need to get married. Millie, be my wife. Maybe we'll grow into love or something like that. But, you know, I think it's the right thing to do, so let's get married. And actually, that's kind of what I said when we were, <laughs> I think we should get married. <laughs> but what I realized is, is pardon? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, we talk about arranged marriages, and there's a plus. One day we'll talk about more. There is a plus to arranged marriages, but we're not going to get in there right now. But it's just if you're doing it because it's the thing to do or it's a covenant that we enter into. It's not just an intellectual. It's from the heart. It's from the heart. And that's what covenant is when we enter into the, the covenant with Yeshua. The gospel of Yeshua. And that's what it's called. The gospel of Yeshua or the gospel of the kingdom. Everybody say the gospel of Yeshua. The gospel of the kingdom. It's all about transformation. It's all about transformation. If there's no transformation, I haven't really received the gospel of the kingdom. Because it's all about us being transformed.
True covenant is rooted in love, and love is the, the, the desire to put others first. Love is laying down your life for somebody else. I struggle with, you know, that's the biblical meaning of love. You know, to, to consider yourself less than the other. To, that's what love is all about. Love is, is serving others, not controlling others. Control is pretty easy, actually. You can control somebody, but you're not really serving them, even when you think you're, you know better than them. So rooted in, true covenant is rooted in love. Serving, it's not controlling. It's giving, not receiving. You will receive, but it's better to give than to receive. As we give freely, God blesses and gives us. Also, it's true covenant love. Is, it's, it's empowering others and not exploiting others. That's a huge thing going on today. People are exploited, used. You ever felt used by somebody? That's not love. That's not covenant. That is not covenant. See, we're called to surrender, and that's a daily occurrence for us. We are called to surrender, but we are offered everything to make that surrender. We are offered everything by God to make that surrender. Matthew 28, verse 18 says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And if it's been given to him, who else has it been given to? Us. Go, therefore. So now, because we have that authority, he says go. This is an action step. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Starting with, you know, how do you make disciples of a nation? You start with people. You disciple people. And nations is not like we think of, you know, the United States of America, Canada, Poland, Switzerland, nations, states. Like we, nations is people groups. It's ethnos. It's the goyim. It's make disciples everywhere you go. As you go, make disciples. Immersing them, teaching them, overwhelming them with immersing them in the name of the Father and the Son. In other words, what is, who is the name? Who is he? Immersing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Ruach HaKodesh. Teaching them to observe all I've commanded. Teaching them to observe all I've commanded. You... And remember, and this is huge, this is a huge part of covenant, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. He says he calls us to surrender our lives, but in that surrendering, he gives us all that we need to surrender. Authority. It's the covenant, and he gives us his grace. And the covenant is full of grace. When we come to that point of surrendering, he pours his grace more on us. John 1.14, it says, Then the word became flesh and tabernacled among us. We're going to be celebrating Sukkot in a few weeks. The word became flesh, Yeshua, and he tabernacled among us. We looked upon his glory, the glory of the one and only from the Father, 
full of grace and truth. The gospel of Yeshua, the gospel of the kingdom, is full of grace and truth because it centers around Yeshua. Wherever there is grace, there is power for transformation. So don't say, I can't, this is who I am. I can't do that. I can't change. Because if you believe in grace, then wherever there is grace, there's empowerment to change, to be transformed. Not for me to transform, to change you, Devorah, but for the Ruach HaKodesh to do the changing, the transformation in you. Grace is an act of creation. Or I should say, it's also an act of recreation. Grace is an act, it's an act of recreation, creation. I, I'm going to give you my definition of grace. It's different than, you know, God's riches at Christ's expense, and we've all heard that. And that's good, but here's my definition of grace. And this is why I say it's an action process. It's the indwelling presence of God in me, in the person of Yeshua, that enables me to be and to do all that he has prepared for me to be and do. It's his indwelling presence in me, in the person of Yeshua, that allows me to be and to do all that he's commanded me and prepared for me to be and to do. That takes a lot of pressure off of me to create things because he's already created these, these things. In Ephesians chapter 2, the famous scriptures on grace. It says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And that is not of yourselves. You can't save yourselves. But it's by the grace, the recreating act of God. Grace, it is the gift of God. It's a gift. Receive it. It is not based on deeds so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship. I love this part. This is where the grace that, that we have daily. For, the, for we are his workmanship, poema, created in Messiah Yeshua, born again, for good deeds, which God prepared beforehand so that we might walk in them. So he's prepared some great things for you to do, Larissa, and Judith, and Sandy. That he's already prepared before him because they're in line with what his purposes are, his kingdom purposes, and that you will do them. And the enemy knows this, and he will try to distract you. Because he knows that God wants you to do the good deeds that he's prepared beforehand for you to do. God gave his spirit by pouring his son out unsparingly. That's where that grace comes from. See, we're newly created. We know this, this verse by heart. Therefore, if anyone is in Messiah, he is a new creation. The old is gone, is passed away, and behold, all things become new. See, that, that's that act of recreation. That's what grace is. To carry out the deeds that he created for us to do. You know what? I forgot to cover something. I want to go back. This is really important. Take a few minutes. Just hang on for a few more minutes, okay? Um, <clears throat> I want to talk about what covenant is, okay? Five points of covenant. We have them up here. 
First and foremost, and this is not just the new covenant. This is every covenant in the scriptures. It's a blood bond. This is what you said, Larissa. It's a blood bond. Covenant is a blood bond. For life or for death. It's always with the shedding of blood. In other words, covenant is always established. Even between kings and, and others, it was always, there was always a shedding of blood, number one. Number two, it's always between two parties. And it depends upon all participants keeping the terms of the covenant. That's why it is so important for us to read Torah, to know those are the terms of the covenant that was given to Israel. Yeshua speaks in, in, in the, the Sermon from the Mount. These are the terms of my love for you. Read these. Know these. Know them in your heart. It's between two parts. All participants keeping the terms of the covenant. Now, one thing I know about God, God will never break covenant with you. God will never break covenant with you. God never made, broke covenant with Israel. He will not with you. So if somebody breaks covenant in a two-party relationship, and it's not God, who is it then? It's us. We're the covenant breakers. But even in that, there's grace. Number three, man cannot, and this is so important to understand, man cannot make covenant with God. He can only accept the covenant initiated by God. It's always from a greater to a lesser. Covenant, entering into a covenant is always from the greater to the lesser. We can't make covenant with God. I try to bargain. Okay, God, I'll do this. If you do this, it doesn't work. We cannot make covenant with God. We can only accept the covenant initiated by God. And in this case, it's through the blood, the shed blood of Yeshua HaMashiach. That's how we are able to enter into that covenant. Number four, it is the giving of one's word. The covenant is the giving of one's word, an oath. To keep the terms and commitments contained within it. It's binding. That's why when God said, this is, who I, this is who I am, this is what I want you, and you will be my people, if, and they all said, you are, you are our God. He said, then, then you are my people. Remember, there was a, that was where they entered into that covenant at Sinai. Number five, if the terms are not kept, life must be forfeited. Those are the basic elements of covenant. That's what we've entered into. We need to take it. Seriously, I just want to end here in conclusion is that the covenant, true covenant initiated by God, shed by his blood, by, the, by Yeshua's blood, it means love. It's, it's, it's initiated by his love, and love means grace. When we enter into that covenant, he pours his grace on us. And grace brings the transformation because grace is a active, something active within us. It's the person of Yeshua doing the transforming. It's the person of Yeshua doing the changing in me. It's time, and this is where I, I really believe that all of the shaking that's going on over the, in the last 18 months, and I have some good news and I have some bad news. The, you want the bad news first? The bad news is the shaking is going to get more extreme in the next weeks. I really believe that. The good news is that he is always with us.
He will never forsake us. He will never leave us nor abandon us. He will be with us to the end of the age. So the good news, bad news is the same thing, is that the shaking is going to continue, but we're in him, and we cannot be shaken. It's time to restore the gospel of Yeshua, the gospel of the kingdom, to his body, to his bride, to his ecclesia, to his church. It's a two-way covenant message. I enter into covenant with him, and he is faithful to keep all the terms of the covenant with us. But he's also requiring us to keep our side of the, the, terms, and the, the terms and commitments of the covenant. You see what I mean? There's more to it than just, I accept you, Jesus, is my heart. Thank you, Lord. That's great. That's a good start. But he calls us to die, to get rid of all of the things that still hold us to this world. Remember, in covenant, we are dead to the world, and the world is dead to me. Just stand with me. You see, when we are dead to the world and the world is dead to us, we are no longer in bondage to sin. That doesn't mean we can walk sinlessly and believe that we do fall. But there's grace when we fall. But it's not an excuse. You know, to sin is not natural for a believer in Yeshua. I'm not saying we don't do it, but I'm saying it's not our natural, it's not part of the new creation. In my spirit, I cannot sin. In my heart of hearts, the deepest part of who me, that's where Yeshua lives. And you know what? Sin and Yeshua cannot live in the same room. So in my spirit, I've been perfected. In my mind, will, and emotions, in my body, it's being worked out on a daily basis. Those are the things that I need to die to. But in my spirit, it's already done deal. It's been perfected. But as I die to those things in my mind, my will, my emotions, the things, my mindsets, my attitudes, when I die to those things, and the spirit just, and the spirit keeps on giving me grace to do that, he gives me grace to do that. We're no longer in bondage to sin, to death, to the devil. Amen? Amen? He doesn't have to yank your chain any longer. Because you know why? Because we are seated with Yeshua in heavenly places. Yes, the truth is, and this is a hard thing to explain to somebody, is yes, we are seated right here today in Golden, Colorado on September 4th, and we're in this beautiful place on this mountain. Yes, my physical body is here, but I'm also seated with him in heavenly places. That's the amazing part of the gospel of the kingdom, is I can be here and I can be there. But you know what? That's more important than being here. Romans 8, 13 says, For if you live according to the flesh, you must die. But if you live by the, by the Spirit, by the Ruach HaKodesh, you put to death the deeds of the body, you shall live. You see, when he gives us his Spirit, the grace that is in us, it's the grace enables me to say no to sin, to say no to the things of the world. That's how we overcome the world, is by walking in his grace, full of his Spirit, God is restoring. I talked about, this is a couple of weeks ago, I said, it's about God is wanting to restore the things to the church that have been lost. 
And I believe the gospel, the true gospel of the covenant of the kingdom is being restored into his ecclesia. And this brings transformation to us. That is what brings transformation to us. One more scripture before we end. In 2 Timothy 1 verse 8. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord or of me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the good news, the gospel, according to the power of God. He has saved us and called us with a holy calling. He has set you apart. You no longer have to submit to the ways of the world. He's called you apart, holy calling, not because of our deeds, but because of his own purpose and grace. He's called you because of his purpose and his grace. And this grace was given to us in Messiah Yeshua before time began. That's the incredible thing. But now has been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Messiah Yeshua. Indeed, he nullified the power of death and brought life and immortality to light through the good news, the gospel. That's what the gospel of the, the covenant of the gospel of Yeshua is all about. He's brought life and immortality. Yeah, this body's going to, it's going to die. And I'm going to be given a great body. I can see it's going to be an awesome body, isn't it, Millie? It's going to be an awesome body. But right now, I'm still in it. Okay? He's brought life and immortality to light through the good news, the gospel of the kingdom. And the powers of darkness have been nullified through this good news. You have authority through the grace given us, through the gospel, through the shed blood of Yeshua to say no to the things of the world, to darkness. We, there's darkness all around us, guys. You turn on the news and you'll see darkness. You'll hear lies. You'll see deception. But we don't have to fall into it. Yes, observe it. So it gives you fodder for intercession. But we don't have to walk in that. Amen? Amen. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you are faithful. You are a faithful covenant keeper. You keep covenant with us to a thousand generations. And Lord, when we walk in that, the grace of your covenant, the fullness of your covenant, the power and authority that you've given us through covenant, nothing, nothing, nothing can dissuade us. Discourage us. Because through you, Yeshua, you conquered death in the grave. And we can walk in that because you now live in us. So, Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters and those who are watching, Lord, that over these next days, Lord, as we enter into the Yomayim Noraim, the days of all, the high holidays, Lord, that the truth of covenant would be so revealed to us that we would walk in a greater depth of covenant than we ever have before. And I pray this in Yeshua's name. I pray that our ears would be anointed to hear from heaven. Lord, that we would hear your voice. We would hear your voice above all the chaos and tumult of the world around us, that we would hear that still, small voice. And Lord, that our eyes would see the kingdom stuff, even that we may see things happening in the natural 
But we don't always have to believe that what's happening in the natural is what's going on in, in the kingdom. Lord, give us kingdom eyes to see what you are doing during this time. I pray this in Yeshua's name, in Yeshua's name, in Yeshua's name. Amen, amen.